Good morning, everybody. Welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project, Morning Coffee. I apologize for the audio this morning. I realize it's a bit echoey here, but to go live, I had to pull things together. My studio is completely empty and very echoey, but over the coming days, it'll be coming together. <sighs> Should, uh, yeah, it's completely barren. It's, I need insulation. I need walls. I need floors. I need to fix my lighting, which is horrible as well, but we need to do the show. The show must go on. So we're here and uh, we're going. So welcome. This is Morning Coffee, the morning show on the Red Pill Project, where we talk about the news and events of the world to start off our days. Tune in tonight for the Daily Dose at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. That is the time for Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays at this moment, subject to change. So stay tuned. If there's any adjustments to our schedule, we'll let you know as we move forward. We're going to make a few little changes here and there. They're going to be good changes. Maybe coffee might move earlier. Daily Dose might move you know, a little bit nudged this way or that way, et cetera, et cetera. So stay in touch with us. One good way to do that is on Twitter. Follow Josh. Uh, Substack. Red Pill Project Substack, uh, redpills.tv. Sign up with your email. We can send you email updates on Monday through Friday. We send email updates from if you subscribe at redpills.tv to the pop-up that asks for your email. We'll tell you what show's coming up that day on the weekdays and for the Daily Dose. And it'll include show notes at the bottom linked to Substack as well as any articles written by the Red Pill Project team, Summer or Josh or anybody else that jumps on board. And... Uh, it also provides any recaps and links for the things that have been discussed on Coffee and Daily Dose by Josh and myself. So you guys could uh, check it out for yourselves, see uh, different websites and things, what different people are saying, do your own research and figure out the truth for yourselves. So you can do that at redpills.tv. Stay in touch with us. Help us stay in touch with you too, because who knows what type of censorship's coming down the pike. Gosh, and any feedbacks appreciated you know, I, I am curious how the audio sounds on your end. I haven't done much testing. Uh, I literally just shuffled everything around, plugged it all in, and um, I'm going. But so let me know, and we should see improvements over the coming days and weeks as I wrap this up. I'll get rid of my backdrop here, get something in the background. I think I'll be moving my, I'll be, uh, well, it'll take a little while. I have a lot of work to do, but I'll, uh, I want to make this cat friendly studio hopefully the cat doesn't break things or knock lights down and stuff but i'm thinking of bringing my cat into the studio while i stream so that he's not losing his mind and uh so lonely and let me know and that might, that might be distracting uh let me know what you guys think if there's a studio cat too distracting good idea bad idea i'm curious anyway we're here we're alive good morning rmu and quiet toad good to see you uh Nightenbach. It sounds clear. Not much echo. Good. Man, the mic must be working its magic then. That's good. But regardless, it will improve if anybody, uh, maybe a headphone users or something might hear a little, little thing. Summer misses Kevin. Okay. Okay. That's my cat, Kevin. So we'll see. Gosh, this morning is just absolutely insane. Michelle. Yes. Kevin miss him. Okay. Um, oh gosh. One moment. Sorry. Thank you, Summer. Thank you, Michelle. Yeah, I, it might be cool. Well, I think it'll be a good idea. Night in boxes, yes. Okay. Well, I think I'm going to do it. I'll make him a little nook. I'll make him maybe a cat run off camera so it's not too distracting. Maybe a little chill spot. Anyway, it'll be cool. I'm really excited. 
Um, and by the way, I wanted to throw this out there before we get into the news. Um, if anybody on the Red Pill, uh, Social Red Pill, our private app, uh, private social network, it's free to join. Anyone can join socialredpill.com. It's a wonderful place to collaborate, share, and get together and uh, hang out with the Red Pill family in a place that isn't uh, so tied down and censored like Facebook or Instagram or something like that. It's a nice little private social network that we're constantly trying to improve and there will be changes coming to that soon as well. So stand by for that. I know there's a lot of confusion on how to use the app. Sometimes it's a little bit, it takes a, it's a little bit of a learning curve and uh, we plan on simplifying that, maybe making a tutorial or two as well as cleaning it up a little bit, updating everything and making some some good changes there for the Red Pill family. And uh, you guys can join the Social Red Pill for free right now. And you can also subscribe monthly to support the Red Pill Project. Anyway, what was I going to say? Um, oh, yeah. If there's anybody out there who's really savvy and wants to just uh, give me feedback on studio design or color schemes or things like this, I'd love to discuss it and take feedback uh, because I am just in a whirlwind. I am just like super excited, but also I need to today write down everything I need to do kind of in order and get it all done. And then uh, I'll be coming to the final touches and I need help with like, what should be in the background? What colors should I do? Color schemes? What's like something kind of classy and nice? Uh, I'll deal with the lighting and all that, but I'm just I'm just curious if anybody's into that kind of thing and wants to meet up with me and discuss it and just you know give me a couple tips or something or see what I'm working with. I'd appreciate that. And I've reached out to some of you and you guys have been wonderful, so I appreciate it. But you could hit me up on the social red pill if you're interested, and we could talk about it. It'll be fun. Anyway, let's get into it. We need to talk about the news. It's a busy day. Ugh, gosh, I already had to run errands this morning. I got a black blackest of black coffees here because i was in town i figured why not and uh gosh i have contractors coming over here today i have a big project going on where stuff's being delivered it's just a crazy day and i have a lot of editing to do so we need to get going i'm sure you guys have work and chores and all this stuff to do too prepping who knows but let's get into it let's just get into it thank you qual for the can uh <laughs> is it a can of brondo cheers i don't know what that means brondo but cheers to you thank you so much for the donation qual all right dr simon Goddick. this isn't really news but i wanted to start the conversation with this because it interests me and you guys could comment in the live chat or um leave a comment on rumble on your feedback on this but Dr. Simon Goddick posted this post, and it made me think about my story, which I'll share. And he says, uh, when did you wake up and which event caused it? Uh, I've talked to a lot of people over the years, and um, I'm not, yeah, he says, patiently waiting for the alarm clock jokes. We're not talking about when did you wake up this morning. Um we're talking about when did you become aware to more of the truth and realize uh, what appears to be some global conspiracy, uh, which is a foot, right? When did you become aware of the global corruption? When did you become aware of the, the political corruption and the racket of war and uh, fake news and all this stuff? Just when? So, um, Personally, 
<clears throat> for me, I've always been slightly awake. Um, I've gone kind of back and forth based on uh, my influences, friends, um, and things like this. And I, I was born in 1993. So, you know, that puts a little bit into perspective there. Um, when I was a kid, um, people would talk about politics and, uh, you know, around the dinner table and amongst friends and things. And it didn't seem like that big of a deal. And until I was about 10, um, actually before that nine, eight, uh, we had the nine 11 happened, right? After that happened, there were some people in my life who were awake and, it's crazy to think about now because I cannot imagine telling somebody's kid some of these things who is just like in second or third grade. But he basically told me, like he explained what was going on and his conspiracy theories, which a lot of people call them, but really, uh, oh shit, they uh, are true, it turns out. But uh, he was kind of a weird guy and uh, kind of a loser, if you will. Pardon me. Uh, good guy, loser, alcoholic, uh, family friend, um, genius, just like this weird, uncanny genius mind, but also like so smart, you're stupid kind of thing, or you're so smart that it hinders you. I, I don't even know how he's doing now. I haven't talked to him in, in, in over 10 years, but he told me what was going on. He explained the Patriot Act. He explained, he even talked about philosophy. You know, he'd ask things like, what's the meaning of life? Things like this, very philosophical, deep questions. And we talk about it and we discuss different things like that, which are a lot of the things that we discuss today on, uh, especially on fringe and stuff like this, philosophical ideas and uh, whatnot. So that kind of opened my mind to things. And um, also, I watched that documentary that came out after 9-11, uh, Loose Change and these kinds of things, these kinds of documentaries. I was listening to um, Alex Jones as time progressed, and a lot of that stuff, I was skeptical. I was like, no way, this can't be real. This guy's just trying to get famous, maybe. And But a lot of the stuff as well, I was like, okay, that maybe that's legit, you know? So I was kind of aware. But <clears throat> a lot of my friends growing up were pretty liberal. And even myself, I wasn't very politically driven, especially in uh, my younger years, teenage years and stuff. And But I could tell, I studied psychology and I was aware of NLP early in my teenage years and, and, and mind control and hypnosis. And these things are real. And you could uh, it, you do some research, even do some experiments and realize that, yes, um, people... It's real. Anyway, um, I was aware of this stuff. And during um, Obama's campaign, I was like, I knew he was, gonna go, he was going to be elected just based on all of the propaganda, the obey um, art propaganda that was being posted everywhere. Um, my dad actually worked uh, for a company that was really involved in the campaign. And they printed all of Shepard Ferry's artwork for the Obama campaign. Not all of it, but a lot of it. Um, I had, um, I, I don't even know, maybe my brother still has them. We had these big, like, Obey Obama posters um, that were designed, I believe, by Shepard Ferry. And uh, they're pretty remarkable. Probably rare now. I wonder if we still have them. But uh, 
yeah, so I was like, look at this campaign. It's pretty remarkable. I think he's going to be president. And it all sounds great, right? It all sounded great on paper, especially if you're asleep. But I was kind of half awake as much as I could be with the societal pressures, people around me and things. And honestly, for the most part, I pretty much ignored it and kind of watched it on the back burner, right? As most teenagers do, they're not that politically driven. But uh, as things progressed, things become more and more obvious. And especially as you get here. Am I good? I'm just trying to have coffee. I think we're good. Sorry, sorry about that. Uh, maybe not. Pardon me. Please stand by. Are we good? Mm-hmm. Good googly moogly. Can't have nice things. Am I live? Am I live? Yeah, okay. There we go. Good God. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, yeah, so as I became older, I became more pragmatic, uh, had more conversations, started learning things, and then... Um, really during uh, when uh, <laughs> Trump came into the picture, I was halfway delusional sometimes still and not really paying attention. I was really absorbed in my career. I was traveling a lot and this is, uh, I was in the aerospace industry and um, during the time when I was traveling a lot, I was teaching programming and math and doing contract work for defense companies um, aerospace companies, car manufacturers, medical companies, um, doing reverse engineering products. I worked with Amazon Air. I worked on Starlink for SpaceX in California. Um, I was learning all these different softwares and teaching a software and helping salesmen sell metrology equipment. I was really into metrology, which is the precise measurement of things. Uh, which I might do a show on metrology. It's very interesting. Maybe a weekend show or an extra bonus show of just kind of like a makes you think or a fringe, which by the way, I apologize for no makes you think on Saturdays. It's just been too much on my plate lately, but uh, we'll get back to the swing of things. Maybe, uh, well, this weekend I'll be hosting fringe. Maybe we could do a metrology episode, what I could make interesting. Anyway, I was so absorbed in my career and just, uh, I was there almost 10 years, not at one company, but many companies and uh, contract work for many other companies and kind of hopped around a little bit. Anyway, while I was traveling a lot, I would listen to NPR and things on the road and the witch hunt began. And I would listen to the fake news and I would listen to people's analyses and things like that. And I was just waking up more and more, <clears throat> you know, not taking things, being curious, not taking things at face value, be, being curious, exploring, finding different opinions, trying to find the truth. And uh, that's when I really, really woke up, like completely, I would say. Then I discovered Josh's show in the early days. And uh, this is kind of how I came to the Red Pill Project. He's on here with his, his buddy, Jeff, and he goes, it's a Friday night. And I started following them because of the politics and things. And then the Friday show was really interesting because I love, I love the uncanny. I love the spooky. I love the curious and the philosophical and aliens and Bigfoot and all these types of conversations. So I really love the Friday show. And Josh is like, if anybody wants to jump on and hang out with us, come on in. And I jumped on 
we had a great conversation. And then the next week or two weeks later, he's like, anybody else want to come on? And I hit him up and I just started jumping on and he's like, you want to do a show? I'm like, yeah. And so we just kind of connected through the show like that. And uh, he really woke me up to a lot more things. And I'm still learning a lot, man. I mean, gosh, it's Josh a wealth of information. And uh, it's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Anyway, so that's kind of my story, how I woke up and everything. Um, Nate says, um, what was the documentary that came out with the British lady, Fall of the Cabal? Uh, yeah, he says, then I found Josh. Uh, Nate says, Josh did a great job of explaining to dumb people what was happening because I was dumb as shit, so it helped a lot. Nate, I can relate to that. I, I, uh, you know, I'm not completely stupid and you're not either. You're a smart guy, but I know exactly what you mean. Um, even today, I forget the minute details and the things that Joshopedia could just pluck out of thin air. I, I could hear them a hundred times and I start picking up on them, but, uh, it's much appreciated the things that Josh can extrapolate and put out on the table. Uh, we need to get all that on paper, <laughs> right? Right. A couple books or something. Cause it's just phenomenal. Uh, interesting, Nate. Anyway, let me know in the comments, what woke you up? When did you wake up? Uh, you know, what, what are, what's your position on this? Curious. Anyway, let's move on. Let's see what we could cover here. This brings me to a thing. I mentioned that, uh, some early influences in my life would talk politics. My family was not interested in politics. I don't think my parents cared at all. We hardly talked about it in our house, but we had neighbors that would talk about it a little bit. And uh, even today, my my mother listens to the fake news. My father just really doesn't care. Uh, he's one of those people, which is fine, who you don't really give a shit until it hits you in the pocket, right? Or until it really affects you, then you start kind of caring, but he, they're just not that interested in it. Uh, I, I try to wake them up and let them know the truth. And uh, I'm lucky to have uh, my grandfather. He passed away this year, but he was very awake. He did not like pharmaceuticals at all. He would not take them. He hated nurses and hospitals and things. It was just, just so sad in today's day and age. Not that he hated them, but the fact that people can't trust the medical system, uh, considering what has happened. Anyway, he knew this was a bioweapon or he knew that there was something up. And he, he said, you know, this is China. This is scam. The, the vaccine that is, he, he was very, very staunch on that. And he would tell my mother this. And I think that uh, him telling her that and me telling her that uh, really, uh, although she did get vaccinated uh, at least once, I'm not sure how many times um, uh, she's awake now to, for the most part, but still is like, are you wearing your mask? And I'm like, I won't wear masks, mom. I don't do that. That's, that's not me. I, I will not. I refuse. And she's like, well, you know, you gotta, she just not a hundred percent awake, but you know, 90, 90, 80, 75%. I don't know. Anyway. So the reason I'm talking about this. So, uh, when politics were brought up in the nineties or early two thousands, when I could barely start understanding these things, like I said, I was born in 93. So by the time 2000 came around, I was seven. Uh, but there were smart people. I knew a lot of really, really, really smart people uh, in my life. And uh, they would talk about this stuff. And it didn't seem like a big deal. It really wasn't. It was just, you know, a little bit. It could be a little abrasive and stuff. But um, it was pretty casual and chill and just normal. But look at this. Did both sides always dislike each other? The rabbit hole posted this on Twitter. They said not quite share of those in each party who view the other party very unfavorably. And there's a chart here. Um, 
showing that Republicans and Democrats started opposing each other more and more from the 90s till today. Republicans, so this says note, doesn't include independents and others who lean towards each party. Source, Pew Research Center, phone and panel surveys most recently of 6,174 adults conducted June 27th to July 4th, 2022. Margin of error is plus or minus 1.8 percentile points. So in the 90s, starting in 94, you had Republicans at 21% and Democrats at 17%. Since then, it's gone to over 50% in both which means Republicans and Democrats do not favor each other. They view each other negatively or unfavorably. Uh, the most Democrats and most Republicans view the other party unfavorably, which is just, this shows in our, our, our dissent, not our dissent. I don't have dissent towards Democrats or Republicans or whoever, I don't, independents or commies. Really, I don't. I, I have dissent towards evil and and negativity uh but i love all people i don't care where you're from what you believe who you worship anything like that it's not about that to me to me that's a very personal internal thing what i care about is what happens and what happens physically uh and i i like peace and i like i like kindness and love and these kinds of things so but it's interesting to see that over the years that the the, the uh, unfavor unfavor unfavorable opinions of the opposite parties has become more and greater and greater and greater. And uh, the social destabilization that we see reflects this, the violence that we see, the crime, all this. Uh, and hopefully we can get to a better place. Uh, I think this is by design. I think this is why we have a two-party system. Just kind of interesting that this has happened over the years. Ed Reed says, after loose change, he woke up also. Yeah, that was really something, man. Time to end government on all levels. We got an anarchist in the chat, Prodigist Logic. Thank you for joining us. You know, this type of uh, idea is very interesting, and I like to explore it. Our friend Jim Bob, who used to do Makes You Think With Me, uh, was very into this kind of idea of self-rule in this. And I, I think it's interesting, but I don't know. You know, I don't know the answers. Anyway, let's talk about the news. Let's get into it. Experts worried about U.S., U.K., and Italian economies, according to Reuters. Soaring national debt in developed countries could trigger a new global financial crisis, economists warn. No kidding. RT.com reported this. U.S., U.K., and Italian economies. Well, you know what? It's not going to start in the U.S., U.K., and Italian economies. It's going to start in other economies. It's going to be South American economies and African economies and weaker economies. You're going to see crumble first, and then you'll see the cascade effect across the world if things go that route. I'm somewhat, you know what? Despite all the negativity, all the craziness going on, all of the end of the, it's the end of the world as we know it. Nuclear war is going to happen at any moment. Uh, everything's over. All the doom and gloom. Despite all of that, I still am optimistic. I don't know how. I don't know why. I was less optimistic a couple of weeks ago as things kind of got more uh, wary. But something tells me maybe there's a way out of this. I hope so. But who knows, right? There's a lot of possibilities. And it could be very dismal and it could be a little better. But we'll see. Anyway, of course, of course they're saying this. U.S., U.K., and Italian economies. Huh. What about Russia, China, and, um, you know, those economies, the BRICS nation economies? We're not worried about them? I wonder why. Are they in a better position than us? Probably. 
they have more resources, more people. Hmm, interesting. Another story here, Sky News. Not my favorite, but they're there. Breaking, the rate of inflation failed failed to nudge downwards as expected last month, remaining at an annual rate of 6.7%, according to official figures. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, inflation failed to go down. It's just still inflated. No one's surprised there either. Onward. Biden plans to ask U.S. Congress for $100 billion in additional Ukraine and Israel aid, according to Bloomberg. Yeah, just throw money at it. Great idea, Joe. Full. <sighs> Russia and China sign a major grain contract, according to TASS, which I think is a Russian news organization. RT.com reported that Moscow will supply 70 million tons of agricultural produce as part of a $25 billion deal. Moscow and Beijing have signed a major deal on long-term supplies of Russian grain to China, TASS reported on Wednesday. Putin just met with Xi. Um, and I believe this is one of the results of this meeting. Yeah. Hey, thank you, Metaphor. Good to see you, brother. Hope you're doing well. We need more coffee after this. Just so you guys know, Trump is back in court in New York City as a civil trial resumes. The witch hunt continues. Voila. Let's see. A little quick little video here. Do we have audio? No audio? No audio. But there he is. Trump. <clears throat> Good guy there. I like that guy. All right. Onward. News, news, news. U.S. President Joe Biden has asked the Israeli cabinet to agree to deliver humanitarian aid to Gaza. On the basis, there will be inspections. Biden has asked the Israeli cabinet to agree to deliver humanitarian aid to Gaza. He announced $100 million in new U.S. funding for humanitarian assistance in Gaza and the West Bank. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Joe Biden was in Israel. I believe he has since departed. But he went there, he spoke, and he is just a bumbling fool. Uh, apparently he was born in Israel, he says. This is, this is just... I, I, I don't know how this guy gets by. The state of Israel was born to be a safe place for the Jewish people of the world. That's why I was born. Long said, if Israel didn't exist, we'd have to invent it. And while it may not feel that way today, Israel must again be a safe place for the Jewish people. If Israel didn't exist, we would have to invent it. Yeah, this is an interesting statement. Um, I, 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 let's listen to it again. The state of Israel was born to be a safe place for the Jewish people of the world. The state of Israel was born to be a safe place. Hmm. That's why I was born. Long said. I think he said that's why it was born. That's, that's where I was born anyway. If Israel didn't exist, we'd have to invent it. While it may not feel that way today, Israel must again be a safe place for the Jewish people. Interesting. This man can barely speak. And, gosh, what an interesting statement. Hey, Roxy, good morning. Good to see you. 
<clears throat> All right, onward. Let's see what else we have here this morning. U.S. President Joe Biden has boarded Air Force One as he leaves Israel after his meeting with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. He is coming home. He probably needs a vacation after that. You should go to the beach for a few weeks or years. Just stay in the basement. Okay. Um, Hezbollah. Hezbollah calls for a day of unprecedented anger in response to President Biden's planned trip to Israel. The terrorist organization also called for resistance, victory, and retaliation. This is Colin Rugg reporting. He says, they said, quote, Let tomorrow, Wednesday, be a day of unprecedented anger against the enemy and its crimes and against Biden's visit to the Zionist entity who cover and protect this criminal entity. They continue, Let the message be clear that this is a day that comes after it on the path of resistance, victory, and retaliation for the oppressed from the oppressor. This is from Hezbollah. Just calling for violence. Come on, guys. Can't we all just get along? Whatever happened to love, man? We need hippies. We need the hippies back. We need a, at least that ideology of just kindness and love. Hey, good morning, Lisa. Good to see you. Onward. Let's see. General Michael Flynn came to Twitter. X to post this. Tweet. Can we still call them tweets? I don't even know. General Michael Flynn said, We are one slippery button away from a big stick hitting us across the head. And we have what appears to be a partially demented elder citizen, sadly, who's in charge of making these types of decisions. Yes, elections have consequences. Go ahead, trolls. Start the name calling. But it's better to be respected than to live in fear. This is in response to Joe Biden, or uh, Putin, rather. Putin just said the U.S. aircraft carriers are in range of Russia's airborne hypersonic in the hypersonics in the Black Sea. Uh, Putin said, quote, this is not a threat, but I would just like to inform you on behalf of the Russian Air Force. He's just like, hey, just so you know, you're in range of our ballistic hypersonic missiles. Or, I'm sorry, Russia's hy airborne hypersonics, not ballistics, whatever. Um, sorry, my, my ignorance of uh, wartime weapons is showing if there's any experts out there uh please forgive me but definitely not good news putin just like hey just so you know just so you know gosh <sighs> we've got aoc out there advocating for palestinian refugee resettlement in america which let me be honest if a palestinian person wants to seek a better future or a different future in america fantastic uh, I think that there should be a diligent and in-depth vetting process for that. Um, whether you're Palestinian or I don't care if you're North Korean or Chinese or Russian or Ukrainian or where you're from in the world. I don't care if you're an ant person from underground or you've lived in a bunker in Antarctica. Um, if you want to come to America, go through the process. We want to make sure you're a good person and that you have good intentions and that you're going to contribute to society and welcome to the club. That's America. However, this idea that you want to move a million people from Gaza or, you know, take in every refugee around the world who claims that they need help um, and just absolutely destabilize America, uh, not a good idea. I mean, there's a way to approach this in a uh, 
you know, the most in the most effective way and beneficial way for refugees as well as for Americans. And um, that is not the case with how things are being done today. So when, you know, people are so hardline against immigration, I don't think it's the right approach. I think that it's a good thing. It's great. Actually, it can be. Uh, I think even Trump might agree with this done correctly. It's a wonderful thing and we benefit but uh, done incorrectly, it's very risky because there are terrorists out there. There are uh, infiltrated groups. There are people with bad intentions. And if you just uh, allow it, they will take advantage and it will be ugly. That's the problem. It's very simple to me. And of course, it's always swung into, oh, you don't want illegal immigration. You're racist. Brown man is racist against Mexicans. I'm half Mexican. Yeah, right. No, I, I, I just don't like crime and I don't like uh, terrorists activities. I don't like violence. Okay, that's kind of my line. It's nothing to do with anything else. Gosh, it's, you know, anyway, onward. Uh, the U.S. is going to investigate a potential war crime when it has already sided with Israel. Since Israel is the largest lobby in D.C. and the U.S. has nothing more, the U.S. is nothing more than their puppet. This is what Josh said this morning. And by the way, Josh is traveling, so I'll be covering the Daily Dose tonight and uh, Fringe tomorrow. But uh, as he tweets, we're going to follow this stuff. Josh says the U.S. is going to investigate anyway. Yeah, uh, the White House put out a statement from Joe Biden on a hospital explosion in Gaza, which, by the way, is great controversy right now. After Gaza hospital blast, insider paper writes, Biden directs U.S. national security team to gather info about what exactly happened. Oof. The mainstream narrative was 500 people killed in a hospital attack in Gaza by the terrorists. But um, there's conflicting information coming out on this. Um, is it true? People were claiming the hospital was leveled. This is Tim Poole saying this. Um, uh, Aria Kovler said that daylight. The all, all, uh, the all, all. Uh, gosh, my my uh, language is fucked. The all, all the hospital in Gaza still stands. Local footage shows all buildings intact. There are no rescue workers pulling bodies from rubble. There are no bodies. There is no rubble. A tragedy happened. Innocents died, but it wasn't as reported yesterday, according to him. That's what he says. So what is going on? People are trying to figure it out. Tim Pool's usually pretty pragmatic. What else is getting? What else is being said? Um, well, expert analysis. Who bombed the Al-Ali Baptist Hospital in Gaza? This is Mario Knopfel's uh, analysis here on X. He says... Marine Corps veteran expert analysis of the recent bombing incident at the hospital reveals critical findings. Fuel explosion duration. The initial explosion lasted 0.5 to 0.75 seconds, emitting light for a brief period. This suggests it is not an incendiary device. Parking lot damage. The damage in the parking lot is attributed to either overpressure or a fuel explosion. There's minimal debris near the cars. Shielding effect. A surrounding building shielded one side of the parking lot, preventing diesel gas fires from reaching the vehicles. All windows in nearby buildings shattered due to the primary and fuel explosions. Last video variation. Uh, 
The final video explains a smaller fuel explosion and a sub-munition release is less clear. Conclusion. The explosion device likely ranged from 300 to 600 pounds. Larger bombs would have scattered more debris in the parking lot than on buildings. A 700-pound-plus bomb would have caused more damage to building tops due to shockwaves. Most visible damage is attributed to the fuel explosion. The primary explosion likely caused structural damage. Probably munitions, he says, probable munitions and their possessors. MK-82, MK-83 general purpose bombs possessed by multiple countries, including the U.S. and NATO members, versatile unguided bombs. He goes into other types of missiles, etc. Final conclusion. Based on the evidence, this could not have been the Islamic Jihad as claimed by the Israeli Defense Force based on our analysis of the information we have so far. They do not possess the capabilities for such advanced weaponry. Important disclaimer. This is an analysis. This is an analysis uh, and is preliminary and is done by a Marine Corps veteran, Marine Corps veteran, explosives and ordnance expert and reviewed by many others. As I've said before, we cannot come to final conclusions just yet. The IDF has denied the above claims and has stated it in shared evidence and it, uh, I'm sorry, and has stated it shared evidence with U.S. intelligence, including footage and intercepted conversations that would prove the Islamic Jihad were behind the bombing of the Al-Ahli Baptist Hospital. This footage and conversation will also be made public, according to Reuters. The videos are compiled from various sources and do not represent our opinion in any way. Ooh. Ah, loud. My God. So, you know, we don't know what's going on, folks, but, you know, it's a, the old case of he said, she said, and uh, innocent people are caught in the middle, unfortunately. And there's, I'm just playing some footage here of this uh, attack. Uh, a lot of people are saying it's a false flag. You know, they're pointing fingers at each other. A huge tragedy either way. Um, onward. Uh, we're going to keep talking about this a little bit. Al Jazeera apparently caught the whole thing live. Um, and people are claiming that Hamas fired the rocket. Terrible, tiny video. But uh, apparently, that video we just watched was that Al Jazeera uh, video and they're claiming uh, that it was possibly some kind of false flag by Hamas. I don't know. I don't know. There's just so much information. I can't pretend to know. I'm sorry. I apologize. As more comes out, we'll look at it. Thank you, Army Mom. Holy moly. 85 lemon donation. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Good to see you this morning. I'm going to have to see what Oscar L. Blue is reporting. He's in Israel. Hey, Gritz. Um, I would appreciate a share of that. I don't know who that is, but uh, I like that You know, local reporting is always interesting to hear, and I appreciate it if you would share that, or I could look it up later if I remember. <clears throat> um the Pentagon has released video footage showing American aircraft being intercepted by Chinese planes, apparently. Sky News reported this. The Pentagon has released this. This is crazy. We saw this with a Canadian plane as well, I believe. Chinese interceptions of that. And they're saying, this is dangerous. Don't do that. What is going on? And this just goes to show the escalation here around the world. 
people are getting very uh, protective of their airspace. It's a scary situation because you get one accident and it can really escalate things. Accident in quotes, right? And it just gives more more opportunities, more false flag opportunities for people that want to um, take advantage of situations and, you know, blame others and start more wars or justifications for advancements of their uh, personal agendas via war and things anyway. Uh, Gabriel Norona reported this. Gabriel Norona is a former State Department advisor on Iran. Okay. He wrote that breaking UN sanctions on Iran's ballistic missile and drone program have just expired yesterday. Iran can now legally buy an ICBM from China or sell missiles slash drones to Hamas, Hezbollah, and Russia. Which is interesting that we just saw that attack on that hospital yesterday and they're saying, well, they don't have these types of weapons. How could it be them? Well, maybe they got it from Iran. Maybe they got it from somebody else. Maybe they got it through Ukraine. Maybe they, you know, illegally purchased it under the radar, you know. Who knows if it was them? I don't know. It's suspicious at the very least, considering everything. Not good. Oh, (laughs) Josh on Twitter. Joshpedia says, this is not good. F for fuck's sake, people. We are fighting the globalist war. This is in response to yesterday. Iran embassy in Syria just posted, time is up. They just said, quote, time is up on Twitter. The Iran embassy. Yeah, the official Iranian embassy. Time is up. Mm, That's crazy. Absolutely crazy. All right, let's see what else we got here. More, just more uh, World War III stuff, you know. Lebanese protesters are heading for the U.S. Embassy in Beirut. This was last night. Uh, Lots of, lots and lots of protesters going in the night. I don't know what has transpired since then. I haven't heard anything, but a lot of destabilization and uh, a lot of protests around the world. Uh, David Whitehead went to Twitter and says, it looks like they might be going with a World War III asteroid combo pack. Oh, gosh, I hope not. This is creepy. Got it. Things, things, folks. Test, 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 testes, testes. My God. Can't we just have, can't, can't we just have our coffee in peace? Can't we just have our coffee uninterrupted? <clears throat> test, test. Test, 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 test. Oh my God. Test, test, test. Pardon me, folks. Please stand by. Mm-hmm. Um, testing, testing. I should be back. Am I back, folks? Yeah. Oh, my, my, my apologies. David Whitehead posted these articles here. A black flag is raised over Imam Reza shrine of, in Iran for the first time in history. Symbolism in Islamic historic tradition quote when the black flag comes from Khorasan, persia central asia go to them even if you have to crawl on snow among them is the caliph of allah the mahdi so the black flag has been raised 
And then here we go, another article. Devil, comet three times bigger than Mount Everest explodes, now heading towards Earth, according to the New York Post. Devil, comet three bigger than Mount Everest explodes. Yeah, um, sorry for the fear porn folks, but uh, maybe David's right. Yeah, World War Three asteroids, just throw everything at us. It's fine. You know what? I think, you know, if that's it, that's it. Ah. Loop de loop gives it a can. Thank you, loop de loop. Uh, onward. A senior Hamas leader tells NBC the group is willing to release all civilian hostages, foreigners, and Israelis if the strikes on Gaza stop. Hmm. Thank you, metaphor. Uh, an interesting development. A senior Hamas, Hamas leader tells NBC the group is willing to release all civilian hostages. I mean, this seems like a great deal. Yeah, release all the hostages. Let's have peace, right? You'd think that everyone would be like, yeah, great, wonderful. Yes, that is a wonderful sign. Let's, you know, release all the prisoners. Let's everybody just get along. Wow, did we just fix World War Three? Well, you know, they're not, I don't think they want that. They don't want peace. But no, we just got our justification to start World War Three. You think we're going to stop now? Then we've got Russia making a nuclear test promise. Moscow will not conduct a trial even when legal obligations are removed unless the U.S. does so first, a senior diplomat has said. So they said, if you do it, we're going to do it. Yeah, where are the aliens attacks? Who knows? They're probably just around the corner. Uh, and then we've got Saudi Arabia and Japan agreeing to cooperate to ease Middle East tension. You know, you know, we've got we've got how come how come we have so much of this uh peace rhetoric coming from japan or not japan actually i'm surprised japan is agreeing to cooperate on this that's an interesting development huh usually they're pretty western driven hmm. is japan going to kind of flip the script oh my gosh could you imagine we have these these two camps being created you've got the BRICS nations you know china and russia and and, and, and South Africa and uh, India and all, the, you know, the stands and Saudi Arabia and some of these countries with oil and North Korea. And these kinds of people are all coming together against the West and they're forming this powerful economic tie, which is kind of leading into a strategical defensive strategy as well for them, an alliance. And then you've got the West, but then you have... You have things like uh, you have like Sweden and stuff, and uh, these countries who are kind of on the fence or different different situations happening, where they're kind of caught in the middle and kind of screwed either way. But uh, I think we're going to see we're going to see um, people taking sides and things being done. Could we see Japan completely flip the script to save themselves? I mean, they're in terrible position and uh, economically and, and socially. So who knows, man? Who knows? But it's interesting that you see peace coming from, you know, China. We need peace. You see it from Russia, P Putin. We need peace. You see it You see it from, from this side, the BRICS nations. But hey, they're the bad guys. Why are the bad guys calling for peace? What's going on here? And I saw people making some great points about this. People, you know, and Josh said it really well on Twitter yesterday. He says, you know what, if you're calling for violence of, of group A or you're calling for violence of group B or the flattening of this country or the flattening of that area, you're part of the problem. And I saw somebody else say it, something to this effect too of, of, okay, so you think the U.S. is corrupt? 
Yes. Okay. You think China's corrupt? Yes. Okay. You think Russia's corrupt? Yes. Okay. You think Canada's corrupt? <laughs> Castro's son? Yes. You know, all these countries are corrupt. So why now are there so many people that are like, flat in Gaza or, or I stand with Palestine, you know, and calling for violence and this kind of thing. You think Israel's not corrupt? You think, you know, obviously Gaza's corrupt. Yeah. Israel corrupt. Yes. They're all corrupt. They're all corrupt. Okay. That's the reality of the situation. Uh, but violence isn't the answer. That's not it. Actually, that plays right into their hand. That's what they want. That's why we're all so divided. They're playing right into that. They're taking advantage of us. We need to just have peace and move forward in a positive direction for our future, not some creepy globalist future where a lot of people die needlessly for their control. And so they could become gods and have this technocratic, creepy hellscape of a future in 15-minute cities and feeding us crickets and taking away the you know people's land and all this stuff. No. That's what I think. It's all corrupt. It's all corrupt. And this is nothing against Jewish people, nothing against Christians, nothing against Palestinians. It's something against the man behind the curtain. And, you know, some say it's not a man behind the curtain. And look at their wives, right? It's the wives. Yeah, I love that theory where it's all the women pulling the strings and it's just the men are the face. Uh, some men. But then really, who else is behind that curtain that we don't even know about? Hmm? 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 Anyway, we've got Alec Baldwin going back to court. <laughs> he could be charged again over the fatal shooting on the film set. We'll see what happens with there. Who really cares? He should be charged, but this is just in the grand scheme of things, who cares? But it just it's a little shows a little bit of the corruption, I guess. <sighs> Good googly moogly, folks. I hope this has a good ending. We need to rebuild our country. We have a lot of work to do. We can't do it until this war ends and get things kind of going in the right direction. Hmm. Let me go to the chat real quick. Army mom, question. With all the money the taxpayers are sending, do we own a piece of their country? Hmm. I certainly don't own a piece of their country. You know? Nope. We? I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's... I don't know, Army Mom. It's complicated, I guess I could say. But no, I don't own anything. I mean, I do, but I don't. It's not benefiting me, I'll tell you that. It's a big scam. Big scam. <laughs> so, you guys, let me know when you woke up. I'd appreciate it if you go over to Rumble, hit the thumbs up, and leave a comment. Let me know. What's your story? When did you wake up? Was there a singular event? Was it a long time coming? Are you still trying to figure things out? Do you disagree with some of the stuff I talk about? Do you agree? Am I missing something? Just anything you have. I appreciate the feedback. Uh, any designers out there who want to, you know, tell me your favorite color schemes and what might be a good idea for my studio that needs a lot of work, I would appreciate it if you hit me up on the social red pill and we could just have a good old time. That's a quick little chat. But uh, in here, I need to put up insulation. I need to put up drywall. I need to put in my floors. I need to... Um, fix my lighting. I need so much stuff. And then I need to work on the cosmetics and something nice and uh, good for Kevin, my cat. 
So I got a lot to do and I'm doing all that in between the editing, in between the working outside of the podcasting. Uh, it's just nuts. You guys, you don't even know, you don't even know, but, uh, today is Wednesday, by the way. So, uh, what's going on today? We got the daily dose tonight at 5 30 PM Pacific time. I'll be hosting that. Um, black is not your color. <laughs> Thank you, Army Mom. I appreciate your feedback. <laughs> Okay, so Daily Dose tonight at 5.30. Tomorrow we've got Fringe at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. We will have an episode this time. Actually, that's not tomorrow. That's Friday at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. And then uh, tomorrow we've got the Daily Dose. I'll cover that as well. And uh, anything that Josh has, we'll follow him on Twitter and we'll share his thoughts and things that are going on. If possible, he'll jump on, but he's on the road. But he'll be back soon. My background. Right. So for my background, Army Mom, we still have more time. I was thinking of um, taking down the backdrop and then there's a wall. There's a wall like seven or eight feet behind me and I'll, I'll, uh, uh, I'll paint it. I'll paint the wall. Like I was thinking red, dark red, like a dark red, have kind of a dark room, kind of like dimly lit with yellow lighting instead of this Instead of white light, I want kind of like a really nice warm lighting situation, uh, mostly, maybe kind of, maybe mostly warm lighting. And then um, red wall, maybe black accents or uh, dark green accents, maybe. And uh, I want it dark. I want it like a steakhouse vibe, like just cool, quiet, dark, you know, like a steakhouse dinner. And then uh, uh, cozy, kind of nice, clean, fancy, maybe elegant, maybe uh, inviting, maybe just some shelves, um, you know, a little trinket, maybe an American flag, uh, maybe a piece of artwork. I don't know. I was thinking of uh, red equals rage. No, that's not true, Army Mom. Red, dark red and green equals power and 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 amazingness dark green would look amazing I, I like dark green so i'm trying to figure it out maybe i'll i have no idea i'm not a designer i mean i i, I am an artist and i do paint so i know kind of what colors go together but you know i'm just going to go with it it's going to come together some way somehow any feedback's appreciated uh i have i have a little bit of time uh, a lot of work to do so i'll figure it out yeah but yeah, we'll just move forward from here. Uh, stay tuned. Join the social red pill, socialredpill.com, our private social network. You can join for free or you could subscribe monthly and gain access to our private uh, chats, Zoom chats. If you subscribe, people are like, where the hell is the chat? If you ever have any questions, you could reach out to me directly or Josh directly or Summer or you know some of or make a post to the public and you can say, hey, I need help and we'll help you. But uh, if you subscribe $5.99 a month, you could go to that subscription name in the groups, open it up, and you'll have access once you purchase it. And in the top featured post, you'll see the Zoom group and a featured post from Josh. And there's a link in there. It'll take you. It'll launch Zoom and you'll get in that group, which is uh, active every single day, sometimes very rarely midday. I'll be on there more and more as I get this all situation done and uh, my studio done and moved into my house. Uh, 
which is like a week or two out. It's been two weeks for months, by the way. I keep saying two weeks, two weeks, two weeks, but there's so much to do. And I have other projects, other projects going on at the same time where I keep going away. But we have contractors. We had our electrician yesterday finish up. We had uh, today we have another contractor coming out to do some testing of uh, door blower testing to make sure everything's sealed up, which it is super sealed the most sealed best ceiling of a house you've ever experienced so they're coming out here soon um oh fuck ah i gotta run everybody take care god bless and god speed either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace or we will expose every bribe every kickback every payoff and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me I patch the game. <laughs> I, say it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's a, it's collusive. It's uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And uh, you know that's the beginning of communism.